open yourself up to new love. Now, I, I, that new love is not necessarily a new husband or dating or anything like that, but definitely giving yourself to other people. Welcome to This Is Gonna Hurt, Widows Mentoring Widows. I'm Patty G. In February of 2015, I suddenly became a widow. I'm hoping this podcast helps other women navigate widowhood. In this episode, I will talk to my friend Diane. Her husband Bob died suddenly a year before my husband Paul. They had been married for 40 years and lived in Cincinnati their whole lives. When she heard about Paul, she, her daughter, and her granddaughter drove over an hour to take me to lunch once a month. As you will hear in our conversation, Diane has dealt with her grief by showing kindness to others. I was very grateful for those luncheons and appreciate the kindness she showed me. Diane and I talked by phone this fall. We start our conversation with Diane telling us a little bit about her background. I was in the Peace Corps, and that was a big uh, influence on my life. I didn't get married till I was 29, and then I had three children, and now I have six grandchildren. So they're a big part of my life. I guess that's all about my background. I uh, I worked at GE for 19 years, but uh, after each child was born, I quit and stayed home and went back and then stayed home for nine years and then went back. So, you know, it's kind of a checkered uh past <laughs> as far as my work uh, life was. After Bob died, what do you think was the most helpful? He died suddenly, and um, it was a shock, and, you know, I didn't expect it at all, and, um, you know, he, he was the love of my life, no question about that. I uh, think joining a... Um, support group okay at church they had a uh grief they called it a grief uh support group at uh and we went through a program it was called i think it was called new day and and there were maybe all 10 meetings or so and it just happened that i met people who uh, were recently bereaved most of them were widows but one lady uh was still married, but she had lost her father 10 years beforehand, and she wanted to join the group. And uh, some, you know, more people started out. They didn't like it. It was very intense beginning. You you had to confront your um, loss, you know, and explain what happened and, and uh, how you felt about it. So that was, that was difficult. We still meet. Uh, we meet about, oh, once a month, maybe once every other month. And uh, so that's helpful. I think the very most helpful thing for me was the feeling that I had to do something uh, to fill the void. Okay, that that was a big loss. And so what am I going to do? Well, uh, I started going to church during the week, going to mass during the week. That was that was something I wanted to do. I had done it before when the kids were little. When my first child was uh, little, I I would go to mass during the week, 
And then uh, as soon after he died, then I did that. So that was something. And there was a lady there that would come to Mass, and then I noticed that she also went to the fitness center in Evendale where I live. Well, that told me that she lived in Evendale, and she went to this Mass, which was in Sharonville. They're both two adjacent suburbs. They're right next to each other. So I introduced myself to her, and we really did become friends. I mean, we had things in common, and and it turned out, I suspected, because she's, uh, I think she's about 80. That's just a guess. I I don't want to ask her her age. (laughs) And uh, she she was really, uh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Bob died in September 2012. Her husband died. In August 2012, and so I only noticed her like uh, October 2012. So you know that was really something, and uh, that really was a nice thing to meet someone and become friends. So, but the the most important thing is to go out. Uh, I continued tutoring, and I uh, tried to be helpful to uh, other people. You can't. I I don't want to say that. That's too, um, oh, I don't know. It's too generic. (laughs) Just be helpful the other day. No, no. You have to reach out, try to make a new friend. If you can, more friends, that's okay, too. Look up your old friends. It's really hard because you've been a couple for 40 years, and now all of a sudden you're single, and it's a very significant difference. It really is. So, So if you... Look out, you know, reach out to your old friends. Maybe that's more difficult. So uh, finding a new friend, I thought, was just great. Anyway, that's that's my story. <laughs> no, and why do you think um, being in that group and talking about what happened is so helpful? It's hard to say. It's it's like, well, not everyone does it. That's for sure. The the, the and and I I think if you wait longer. Uh, Maybe it's less significant. For me, at the beginning, it was just so crushing. The loss was crushing. Um, oh, for heaven's sake, these other people have gone through the same thing. And one lady, now this lady I knew from church from ages ago, it turned out that Bob and I had been to her husband's funeral on Saturday and Eight days later, on Sunday, Bob died. So I called her up. I liked, we had both gone to the funeral, uh, and I liked how, how it was conducted and everything. And so I called her up. And it, and then, but then that was the end of it. Uh, she didn't, uh, I, I mean, I didn't contact her again. And then lo and behold, she was in this group. So why was it helpful? I think... Uh, sharing your grief with somebody is uh, is helpful. I, I just thought, and also you have to understand that the five years ago it was different. I just was, oh, I just crushed. So anyway, I, and for you, Patty, I thought, well, I know what you're going through. Maybe it was the suddenness too. Paul died suddenly, and Bob died suddenly, and you're just not prepared for this, and so you just. You know, it's just really hard. I, I just, 
you know, anyway, that that's, uh, I guess, the sharing of your, your grief was so helpful right then. Yeah, I agree with that, Diane. I was so, I just always thought it was so kind of you. You and your daughter no. and granddaughter would drive from Cincinnati to Dayton <laughs> and take me to lunch. And just to know, I mean, I don't even know that we talked, as you probably know, I don't know yeah. that I remember a lot through those first yeah. few months. I don't yeah. even know if we know if we talked specifically about things but just oh, knowing you're with someone else who understands that that's feeling, right. because right. you don't even know where it came from. I know exactly that's what you're right. saying, and and so I was always so grateful. I was I would look so forward to our going out, and so I appreciate oh. you reaching out, Diane. I really, really do it, and I've um, done that myself now when I've had a couple friends that have lost yeah. their spouses, yeah. and I really. Yeah. I I reach out. I don't I don't That's think I'm right. going to bother them and if they're not one person wasn't interested so I yeah, stopped yeah. but two yeah. others are like you know thank you. So you know yeah. you you were an example of that for me. So now it's been since 2012. Has there been stages at times where you kind of started I feel like I'm at this stage now where I'm regretfully having to accept that I'm single. You know, it's like yeah. I'm willing to let go a little bit. I don't yeah. want to, but I sort of have to. Do you remember stages like that? Well, yes. And you know what? Even from the beginning, I would tell myself, you know, there are advantages to being alone, to being independent, to, to uh, you know, to living your own life. That was a good thing. I mean, that's a positive thing. On the other hand, oh, you know, well, gee, Bob can't help me with this, and Bob, can't, he's not here to do this, or whatever, advice, you know, that's a critical thing, too. You know, I, I didn't have trouble uh, doing uh, doing my taxes, say, or I didn't have any trouble with that, but then uh, things around the house, boy, I sure did. So, and oh, you know what, one of the things I remember so vividly, and, and this came back again recently, I wanted to tell him something. I something happened, or I read an article, or and and I oh I can't tell him this. So that's yeah, that was hard. So, but uh, I don't. As far as the stages are going, I would say it just gets less painful. You know, I I do think it becomes less painful, but it is you know it's definitely a shock. And so so yeah, reach out, reach out to people, your friends that. Uh, that lose somebody, uh, you know, reach out, especially if they, they're receptive. You know, you don't want to bother them or, or anything like that, but uh, it depends on their personality. But, you know, help, being helpful, you know, that's a good thing. I really identify with you saying, you know, wanting to share a story, you know, since Paul died. And I have had our, you know, my first grandchild. I know you had several grandchildren. Yeah. That was, yeah. and one, you know, it seems like a lot of people are like, okay, good, now you're going to be happy. And... Yeah, I was happy, but also melancholy because yeah. Paul would have been, you know, he would have been a knockout yeah. grandpa. But, you know, I won't, of course, I read somewhere that I get to love this little guy twice as hard. So, yeah, so I'm doing true. that. But I definitely identify. Do you do things to have ways to remember, Bob? I've tried different things, and I, my daughters haven't always loved my ideas. <laughs> but, you know, is there ways you try to keep? You, ways to try to remember Bob, or isn't there anything specific? I would say the usual things, you know, visit the cemetery on 
on the the day that he died. My my daughters are both wonderful, and they'll go with me there. I try to keep him in my heart. I think that's it. Just keeping him in my heart and uh, and not uh, you know I, I I well praying of course that's that's something. But um, no, I don't have specific things that I do other than that. Just once a year, and that's not much. That's for sure. It's not much. And I'm grateful that the the daughters will go with me because that would be really tough for me to go to the cemetery by myself. How about yourself? Well, it's funny you bring this up that I actually visited Paul's grave for the first time in two years because well, good for you, yeah. Because he's married, he's buried in Wisconsin. Oh um, my goodness, then it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, he's but he's next to his brother and his dad and his mom, and oh. you know you make these decisions. You know, as you remember, you know he just they die so quickly, or they, our husband yeah, died yeah. so quickly, and then you're making these huge decisions, yeah, and um. Yeah. We didn't, you know, Dayton isn't our home home. So I thought, well, so I was questioning that decision. But when I visited, and then when I I drove about an hour and a half to get to the cemetery because I was visiting my mom, and I got out of the car. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I thought, thought, why am I here? Maybe. (laughs) But then I sat down under a maple tree. It was a beautiful day. And um, and just sat with Paul. I ended up being there for almost an hour and a half. I was surprised. So... I'm going yeah. to try and do that because I don't think of Paul in the cemetery. I'm like you. I think of Paul. That's right. That's right. I, I That's do think right. of Paul in my heart, and I always yeah. say I have little Paul winks if something happens. But, yes, yeah. specific things. I have friends that do specific things, and I guess for my family, that doesn't feel right for some reason. But yeah. um, when Katie got married, we took his ring and made it into a necklace. So yeah. she wore that. Uh, down the aisle, so that was yeah, one thing. Yeah. But I agree; it, there, it's their lives are too big. <laughs> I mean, how do you? They do you... are. Mm-hmm. They are. And you know what, uh, Patty? If you're busy, that's a good sign. That means you're active. You're 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 busy with life, and you're. Uh, you know, I think Bob and Paul would want us to do that. You know, we can't. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to live in the past. I do believe that we shouldn't. We shouldn't live in the past, and that's good. Well, you know, as far as the cemetery, Bob and I, when we first got married, we bought gravestones. We bought grave plots, you know. So we had that all set up, everything paid for, and so uh, yeah, he, he the the cemetery is quite nearby. And but he, you're you're right. He's not in the cemetery. No, no, Paul. Just like Bob is not in the cemetery, so that's good. Exactly. That's why I was surprised that I even, like I said, I got out of the car and thought, huh, I guess I'll just go home. But then once I sat down, <laughs> yeah. it went pretty well. Yeah, that's okay. You, you drove an hour and a half to get there, and then, you know, it's way off in Wisconsin. So, yeah, you're not going to be back there for a long time. Exactly. That was a good choice. That was um, a good choice. Have you learned anything about yourself with this time from you know being a widow, I guess is more the question. Yeah, um, I I don't think so. Other than that, I'm more resilient than I thought I would be. Um, even though I say I fell apart, I I didn't really. I mean, right. And I but I think you're right about being more resilient than you thought. Um, yeah, and oh, I sure. and I agree with you though. I think that's probably something Bob knew about you and loved about you, like. 
he would want you to go forward, live your life. Yeah. You know, all oh, of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. If you yeah. were going to give advice to an, a, a widow, what do you think you would say? Open yourself up to new love. Now, I, I, that new love is not necessarily a new husband or dating or anything like that, but definitely giving yourself to other people. I, and finding a friend, you know, being more willing to, uh, to be a friend to somebody. Yeah, that was my advice. The, the, like the support group, yes, if you think you would like that. Uh, it can be difficult. You can always quit. That, that's the other thing about the support group. If you say, oh, my God, this is way too intense for me. No, I'm going to drop out. Yeah, you can do that, of course. But I just knew how I, – I did think right at the beginning. I remember I, I just broke down and cried. Well, I had lost a purse, a, a, a change purse with my driver's license, credit card, you know. I mean, and that, if Bob had been alive, that wouldn't have happened. No, I would have, you know, it would have been much better. But that, but that's all right, because it was right at the beginning when things were bad. And, and then try, also, for the advice, try and uh, well, be gentle with yourself, of course, you know. Uh, but the biggest thing is go out and do things. Don't stay home. That, that's, that's what I would say. Don't stay home. I really like how you said, open yourself for love. Um, one of my daughters yeah. is reading a book and that about grief, and she said sometimes that void, we don't know what it is, and it's yeah. the fact that we we got to spend so much time loving someone, right. and so we're missing right. loving someone. As much right. as missing the person and missing that, right. you're missing right. loving someone. That made so much sense to me. I felt like that really yeah. sounds like it. Um, right. And yeah. And anyway, Diane, I think any, you've always been so loving. How, how about your faith? How has that been helpful? Oh, it's deepened. You know, it's definitely deepened. Right. I, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, this is what I live for. And also I'm, I forgot to mention something too. volunteer, do volunteer work. And the other thing I've noticed about volunteer work is, it gets better and better over time. I really think that is important. When you volunteer at the beginning with a program, say, or, or like in my case, tutoring or uh, driving. I drive. I drive a van every Sunday. I take uh, people to church and back after church because they only have cars and there's no chance that they're they're going to get a car. They don't even speak English. They're refugees. Okay, all right, I've been doing this for a long time. And, and yes, it's true, I started it after Bob died. But at the first, oh, I mean, oh, this is so significant. There was one lady, she seemed to scowl. She, I didn't like her at all. I thought, she never smiles. Well, guess what? Now we hug and, you know, and kiss, and, and she's all, she tries to say a few words to me, and she's always smiling to me. Well, this is amazing, but it, but it's because I did it every week, and she got used to it, and this uh, the idea of a building a relationship. You have to give yourself time to do that, and, and then you'll 
you know, you'll feel more fulfilled and you'll, you'll be better off. But you know, you're right. See, so you lived with this man for 40 years who just loved you to pieces and you loved him. And now he's gone. And what are you going to do? Open yourself up to love. That, that's the best thing I can say. I, I really like that. I also like what you said about, you know, giving time to build a relationship. I yes, think time yes. is so important. And when you're grieving, yes. it seems like, is this going to last forever? You know, it just, yeah, time yeah, does sort of yeah. slow down, but time does yeah. heal. And, you know, grief creeps up on you again, doesn't it, out of the blue? You think, sure. okay, I got past that, and then boom. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. That is true. But, yeah, I can't, uh, the, the idea of being consistent and, uh, you know, uh, determined and, and uh, boy, that, that, that is really, you know, really important. You can't give up. Don't give up. That's the other thing. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah, don't give up. Don't give in when that, right. when that dark right. cloud comes, wait it out. Right. So. That's right. That's right. Well, Diane, this has been great. Is there anything that I didn't ask like you were thinking, boy, no. I hope I get to say this? No, no, I'm so happy that I could reach out to you and and love you when you needed it the most, and that that was important. And so, if you do that again, that's that's just great. That was my phone conversation with my friend Diane. Diane continues to be involved in her grandchildren's lives and continues to volunteer with her church. Her comment of "open yourself to love." has stayed with me ever since this conversation. Join me in two weeks for our final episode of This Is Gonna Hurt, Widows Mentoring Widows for Season 1. In the final episode, I will be reflecting on what I have learned throughout this process and from the mentorship of these wise and kind women. You can subscribe to This Is Gonna Hurt on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. And you can send feedback, ask questions, or share your own story by emailing thisisgonnahurt1 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.